It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Our guest is Michael Carpenter from the Red Collection, R-E-D-D. Michael, great to meet you, man. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Let's start with uh, Dan's uh, weekly cellar wine. It's a Riesling from Germany. It's wonderful. Yeah, this is one of my favorite producers. I buy just about everything they bu- they make. Uh, and you got this at Bottle Barn? Got this at Bottle Barn for about $22. Wow. And it's uh, Donhoff, D-O-N-N-H-O-F-F. Uh, oh, man, as you said, it, it goes uh, uh, first uh, slightly sweet, and by the end of the palate, it's, it's dry. dry. Yeah, it's it, it says trucking on the label. This is des- designated Gutswein, which means it's just a good wine. It's not a great wine, but... It's great to me. I can buy it for twenty-two bucks. Hey, I'll drink this all day. This is my, this is my house wine, and it's oh, it's really Donald. lovely. Yeah, yep. and, and and Bottle Barn is one of the best uh, uh, retail shops in the United States for carrying the Donhoff wines, and these are really in in high demand. Last few years, uh, this district in Germany called Nahe N A H E has been on a roll making some very, very high-quality products. And this stuff is really very, very delicious. You're absolutely correct. It goes in sweet, finishes up dry, great on the aftertaste, and it works great with seafood. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Michael, your thoughts on this uh, recently from Germany? Gorgeous, not surprising at all. Fantastic. If you if you did a poll of every Somme in the United States, I would say you have a 90% of them would say, number one, food wine, Riesling. Riesling, yeah. And we've discussed that. Uh, and underappreciated. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, I didn't know much about Riesling until Dan Berger, and uh, he, he's a big fan, obviously, and brings in Riesling, and I have tasted stuff that it just blew me away, like this, that I, you know, I wasn't, wasn't tasting a lot of Rieslings, but I am now. Well, we don't make much in uh, Sonoma County. There's very little Riesling planted in Sonoma County, so therefore we don't make very much of it. I make a little, but that's another story altogether, which we'll get to some other day. And the majority sold in the U.S. is sweet or slightly sweet, and the majority made in Germany is dry. Yeah, there you go. So it's a skewed view of the grape, and it's a fantastic wine. Yeah, because I'm not a sweet wine guy. Keep it dry. That's the way I like it. Michael Carpenter, The Red Collection, R-E-D-D. Okay, lots to talk about and explain on this. Uh, uh, You founded The Red Collection. What exactly is The Red Collection? collection and we're not talking red wines it's r-e-d-d but explain the whole thing and the genesis and how long you've been around well i'm a retailer and i focus on old and rare collectible wines primarily i also feature some discoveries both domestic and import and i kind of leave the middle of the market out i leave that to bottle barn total wine costco the big boys Mm -hmm. and i just go to the extremes discoveries old and rare collectible stuff so the red collection the name uh, started when I opened a wine bar and store in Los Angeles that had 10 pallets of wine is what started our collection there. It all came from one client, and I used his name, a derivation of his name, to call it The Red Collection, almost like an homage to the great single-owner sales at Christie's and Sotheby's over the years. That's sort of how it started. And this it was in Southern California. Now yeah. you uh, live in Petaluma. Yeah, we moved up here nine years ago with the wife and kids just to live a better life, and we love it, and I can't see ever leaving. I've had family in Napa for 60-plus years, so this has always been a second home for me, but now it's our first home. I love it. Now, the Red Collection, uh, a retail wine business primarily focused on fine and rare wines. 
Uh, again, it began in Southern California. Dan, thoughts? This is a unique model for a fine wine business. It's likely that once people are done with their 5 and $6 bottles of wine, they're interested in something a little bit better. And in most cases, it's hard to find fine wine at a fair price. Fine wine is usually expensive. But the reason for those wines being expensive is that they're in demand. It takes somebody to curate a collection to be the intermediary to cut through the BS and get to a, a level where the wine has already been tasted by a professional and is now being sold at a fair price. That's, Ma- that's an example of what the Red Collection does. Michael, you consider yourself uh, a, a curator and everything Dan just Absolutely. mentioned? Yeah, that's what you do. That's primarily what drives me. That's my passion of it. This is my 25th year in the wine trade. Right. And I brought five wines here today. Two of them are on the older, rare, collectible side, so they're not exactly cheap. But when you taste them, you'll understand why they're exciting and and expensive. And then I brought three that were far more reasonable, that I call discoveries, that drink above their price point. And that's kind of what Dan was talking about. I always try to bring in wines that drink above their price point. And the the website is redcollection.com, R-E-D-D, redcollection.com. Is that how people get a hold of you and look at everything that you've discovered and what is for sale and they can buy from that website right on the website there i'm in petaluma don't have a storefront it's internet only but i ship to 48 states wow Um, i buy private collections i just got a new one came in recently with a lot of cool old stuff in it and um yeah i love trying things so i brought a bunch of fun things for you guys to try today all right i'm dumping that uh, riesling that uh, dan brought dumping it into my coffee cup so, Mike, remind me not to drink, take a, a sip of my coffee, uh, please. I heard at the end of the day you take a sip of that blend and you say, this is the finest wine today. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Dan, this coffee in Riesling is really something. Uh, Michael Carpenter from the Red Collection is here on California Wine Country. Of course, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, uh, well, uh, first, let's begin. Uh, Michael, What is this is a shard? This is a shard. So I brought an Alma Fria. Chardonnay. This is their plural Chardonnay. Alma Free is a new producer in West Sonoma Coast. Really? It's a new AVA, right out on the edge of the Sonoma Coast. This is a tricky wow. region to grow fruit in. It's one of my favorite regions. I have actually three wines f- with producers from West Sonoma Coast. And Alma Fria. Alma Fria, which means cold soul. And... Carol oh, Kemp. That's nice. Carol Kemp is the owner and winemaker, and he was the founder and winemaker at Red Car. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners yeah, know yeah. of Red Car. So they sold that business. He started this with a partner. And I love his wines. I love he's, he's been on this show in the past. Uh, He's a great guy. All right. Uh, Dan, tell me why I love this Chardonnay. I, of course, I love most Chardonnay. But well, this, uh, this is really something special. Well, you're, you're absolutely correct about liking it. But in particular, the reason, if you want, I, I can't speak for what you're thinking. But I will think that I'm in the same league with you. I think the the wine is really perfectly balanced with great acidity, and it's the West Sonoma Coast Appalachian that really carries the flavors here. This has got a faint tropical fruit aromatic, but what's really fascinating is that the wine doesn't show its oak as much as it shows its tropical fruits along with some citrusy notes, and that citrus component leads right into the aftertaste, which is nice and crisp. It's not austere in any way. 
it's rich in the mid palate, but it finishes up with good acidity. So you want to serve it with some fish. You're right, and the the mid palate things explode, mm-hmm. and it's like whoa. This is great, and then the, the finish is wonder, wonderful. Well, in some ways, it's parallel to what you're getting out of the Riesling. It goes in rich and then finishes up crisp. Yeah, yeah. And if you got both elements in the same wine, that's a nicely structured and balanced wine. This is a very talented winemaker because he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and his fruit sources are unbelievable. So this one comes out of the Campbell Ranch and the Holterman Vineyard, Docks Ranch, um, and it's a blend of those. Uh, and then Mike, he does single vineyards on top of this. Michael, talk more about that AVA. I mean, uh, the, the Sonoma Coast. Uh, get a little deeper. Let me give you that. a little perspective on this. You're talking yeah. about... The Sonoma Coast AVA as we know it, which includes a lot of our other AVAs like Green Valley and Russian River, etc., okay. is 500,000 acres. Okay? The Sonoma Coast AVA. Wow. The Sonoma, West Sonoma Coast AVA is 4,700 acres. So we're talking a half million acres compared to 4,700 acres. So we're only talking 50 vineyards, 27 members three sub-regions. These are going from like Annapolis and the Fort Ross Seaview area all the way down to like Freestone. Yeah, okay. Very narrow band. It's about narrow, five to seven miles. Band. Yeah, you can't, because some of those areas are so cold you can't grow fruit at all. It's tough. But this, you're only, you're only going inland five to seven miles. Yeah, okay. Tops. okay. And it's those ridge lines that hold everything in, hold the heat in in some cases, keep the fog at bay, and it just creates very aggressive vineyards and aggressive wines that become exciting. What year is this Alma Fria Shard? This is an 18. Ooh. This is 18? It's an 18. I brought Amazing a line. little bit older, a couple extra years, so I got yeah, 19 and 20 just, as well. I can't imagine how this wine was two years ago. It's beautiful. This is just beginning its life. This and we also, by the way, I serve, I'm, mm-hmm. the, I'm the wine director at Table Culture Provisions in Petaluma, and we serve this there. This is a delicious wine that people love. And that is a restaurant. That's a restaurant in Petaluma. Uh, Tasting menu only. We have a wine pairing with it. Talk more about it. Sell it, baby. Sell it. (laughs) I think this is the finest executed food in Petaluma. One of the best in Sonoma County, in my opinion. Um, Stefan and Stephen, the owners and chefs, do a fantastic job of a European and American blend of food that's elevated and very, very sophisticated. It's a tasting menu only. And there's a wine pairing available that my partner, Brian London, and I uh, curate. We do a lot of imports with Brian's import label, and we bring beautiful balanced wines. And where in Petaluma exactly is it? It's on Petaluma Boulevard South, kind of across from Pinky's Pizza, if you know where that yeah, is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> right off Theater Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a small, That's a great sexy area. restaurant, very intimate. And they just do a dynamite job. They have a great staff there. Can you get, get them in? We do restaurants of the week. Yeah, would have no problem coming in to help. That would yeah. on a night on a night off, obviously. So like a Monday, Tuesday works for us. It's about because they're open Wednesday. Well, we're talking Sunday. free food for the drive, and uh, <laughs> any day works for us. <laughs> but yeah, they they bring food in, and we talk about it, we taste, and uh, we talk about the restaurant. They're happy to promote it. This is a family yeah. run business, so they're happy right. to promote, it, and they're right. wonderful people. We'll set that up, and you and I will be in touch, and uh, we'll we'll make that happen as uh, the drive restaurant of the week. Uh, okay. God, the Chard. Chardonnay is gorgeous wine. It's, it's amazing. It and this is so $30. Suggested wow. retail is impossible. It's $30. This, is, this, this drinks a, $50. It's a $50 wine. Yeah. I mean, it, this mm. really drinks like a $50 wine. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Our guest today, Michael Carpenter from the Red Collection, R-E-D-D. 
redcollection.com. Uh, again, for our five o'clockers who are just joining us, Michael, re-explain what the Red Collection is all about. Uh, retail store, excuse me, retail business, no storefront. Right. Um, dealing in old and rare collectible wines, and then a few discoveries. Alma Fria being a relatively small producer discovery. Um, and also have a beautiful one here that I want to share with you from Italy, Friulano. And we serve this. This is on the pairing menu at Table Culture Provisions. Uh, Friulano. What part of Italy? Friuli. Oh. So this comes out of Friuli. Okay. And the grape is Friulano. And another is a white wine. Oh, it's beautiful. So this we do with a wonderful pasta dish. This uh, this would go good with my linguine vongole. Absolutely would. And this has an amazing aromatic nose. This this is amazing because this is a 2017, and in most cases people will be drinking Friulanos that are younger. In this case, the wine has actually developed all this beautiful aromatics that don't exist in the in typical uh, forms in younger wines. Is this a grape close to a Chardonnay? Would you say, or I mean, well, it, it tastes kind of like you're a in the shark. ballpark of a white that has tropical notes, yeah, yeah, and spices and things like it. DNA wise, I don't know exactly how close it is, and of course, you know, they have hundreds and hundreds of varietals over in Italy that sort of share the same time. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, and it's really good in our new Wine Country Radio wine glasses. Yeah, these are slick. Aren't they cool? Dan doesn't like them, but I'm, <laughs> Ita- I'm Italian, and this is how we drink wine. You know? Hey, Steve, by the no way. No stems. I hate stems. <laughs> I have an announcement for you. Please do. You're going to love this. Okay. On the drive up here, I spoke to one of my big Hollywood clients. He is greenlit. $90 million budget for the Dan Berger story. It's a go. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to play Dan Berger. Well, I understood I, it was going to be Brad Pitt, <laughs> and that's why we need the big budget. California wine country, and it's Friday with Dan uh, Berger, and our guest is Michael Carpenter. It's the Red collection r-e-d-d and red collection.com we uh, are drinking some expensive wines that you we're, can uh, go, we're going to we're, we're going, going to, to. The first uh, two were not too much 30 dollars shard and yeah. this friulano was 28 okay and Beautiful. uh the friulano re-explain that excuse me i was taking a beautiful sip of it it's really delicious this is just a fantastic wine that my partner Brian discovered when he went over and did one of his three or four trips a year. That he and this is Europe. from the Friuli region, Correct. which is way up in northeast Italy, according to Christy Matteo, our L.A. producer and main Italian. Yeah. So well, we're all Italian on this show, but... Small production, handmade. Uh, Brian discovered it, brought these wonderful wines in, reds and whites, and this is what... <clears throat> We rely on him for. That's why he's my most trusted uh, importer and a great friend of mine. And he goes out boots on the ground in Europe and he finds and makes relationships yeah, and, with and small producers and brings in great wines. You mentioned off the air that in this region, Friuli, there's a lot of crap. And you have to go through so much. But, <laughs> and it, by the time you're done, you found something like this that is just completely lovely. Uh, what? Yeah. Now, I didn't use the word crap. No, However, I do. <laughs> um, I'm not quoting you. I'm just, you know, doing what I do on the show. You know, 
Dan and I do trade tastings, and you might go to a, a, a tasting of this region, and you'll taste 70 wines, and you'll find seven that are fantastic, mm. another 10 that are pretty good, and then you might find, you know, 400 that are just shrug, and they're not that boring. Great. And that goes with any region. Sure. Absolutely. It happens all the time. So we're always looking for balanced wines. I had a, I had a column last week where I said there are some, some wines that were primarily used for cleaning the trailer hitch. <laughs> Well, oh, that makes you popular. Yeah, I, I, and you'll see that in the Dan Berger story, the $90 million Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> well, if you insist on playing Dan, that budget's going to go down. No, I don't want to play Dan. <laughs> the, the, the only way I can play Dan is to go, shut up, Jackson. <laughs> you know. Uh, we're going to some Pinots? I got a Pinot here for you. This is another producer on the West Sonoma Coast AVA called Grovant. Which is spelled G R O S V E N T R E. Right. I've seen them. So yeah, it's yeah, the French yeah. spelling. Uh, Chris Pittenger is the winemaker. Him and his wife Sarah and, uh, own this. We've winery. got. You've brought a 2007 Pinot. That's not the this next one. one. Uh, the this next is one. a 2021. Wow. Okay. 2021 Pinot. And this is what they call firstborn. This is essentially their best barrels blended together from multiple vineyards. Oh man, the nose that is on killer, this! Isn't it? Oh jeez, you don't even need to drink it; just smell it. Yeah, man. Well, that, I need to drink it and smell it's it. But <laughs> really, really remarkable. I've been buying his wine since he first started making it. Good lord, a decade my. ago. Made made in the in the style of the southern Burgundy district of Bone, not in the northern district because it's not dark enough. But the the flavors are penetrating. Yeah. There's a, there's a black cherry component, but there's also a raspberry component. And the raspberry. And the finish. Oh, it's killer. It sticks around. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tasted it five, six minutes ago, and the finish is still. Amazing. It's like baking spices on the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just alive. It kind of it's, it's jumps And in it's loving me. It's a combination of silkiness and crispness. You've got both elements in one glass. Amen. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. That's why and Dan, Dan Berger is the host of the show, because he, he says it right on. Now, go ahead. These Mike. are the best barrels from the Campbell Ranch and the Baranoff Vineyard. Sonoma County. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's and a great wine. What's the price on that? It's $85. So Probably this is yeah. on the upper end. I think it drinks of $85. I agree. And if you're trying to drink top end, if your goal is to drink top end Sonoma County Pinots, you're mm. going to start at $60, $70 and up. Yeah. Well over well, hundred, not two hundred. So could charge, they could charge one hundred and thirty no for this, in my opinion. They well, could, I think you're right, and I price. think that the secret, though, is that here's an example of what I've been saying for a long time, Mister Jackson, and you know this. Put this wine away. Right. This wine, we're drinking this wine t- today because the somebody just by accident pulled the cork, so that's why we're drinking it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But if this wine were still sealed and we knew how good this wine was, we'd stick this in the cellar for six or eight years. This stuff is killer. It, it, it is. Yeah, this will be great. <laughs> but this needs more time than even just two hours in the decanter. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Two hours doesn't help. This us. is five to ten years. <laughs> yeah. It's going to blossom. Ten. Wow. ten right. Easy. Easy ten. Yeah. And this is a wine that I brought in. A great example. When I had my store in Wine Bar in L.A., we had a... Mm, we had a thing going on that no one else that I'm aware of had ever done in America, which was the wines that we chose to bring in, not the collectible wines, but the, the new wines. And we had, I don't know, 40 or 50 on the floor. Every single one of those was open for you to try when you walked in. We had a huge, beautiful wine bar. Wow. So when you said, hey, I've never heard of Grovant, they just came out. I'm like, well, 
let me give you a splash. I don't have to talk you into it and hope you buy a bottle or two or six. I would just give you a splash <laughs> of every single wine. We had everything open on purpose, and we sold more wine that way because when you let people try it, <clears throat> they flip out. Or they might say, that's not my style. I'm there looking are for not, something there, like this. There are not very many wine shops in the United States, either that or restaurants either, either that will allow you to taste the wine before you buy. And it is such a great opportunity. It's not like you go into a Napa Valley tasting room and you pay $1,000 to do a tasting, and they don't even credit you if you want to buy a bottle of wine. It costs $1,000 to buy a bottle of wine. Excuse right, me, right, right, right. All right, but the problem that we always have with this is like when you buy an automobile, they let you take a test drive. They don't charge you $100 to take the test drive. They said, you want the keys? Here you go. Give me your license, and we'll... Track. Yeah, and right. normally right. a test drive would be you have to buy the bottle, right. so you're on the hook, you go home, you try it, you go, I don't care for it. Now you just wasted your money, in my opinion, if you didn't like it. Yeah. And if you do love it, you go back, it could be sold out. That's right. So I love the idea of trying it right there. So there, And then and there are, so there's, a rest, there's a wine bar in Oakland, and I forget the name right now, but uh, that does the, the same kind of thing. They have like 30 wines by the glass open, and you try the wine, and if you don't like it, order something else. Yeah, it's Dan Berger, of course, uh, California wine country. Brought to you by Bottle Barn. Our guest today, a very special guest, Michael Carpenter, the Red Collection, R E D D. Uh, it's redcollection.com. Now, this is a t- 2007 Pinot. Yeah, this is a 2007. So this is from a producer called Clouds Rest, and this one I have to share with some other people later this weekend so i'm going to use a coravin i'm going to open this and share it with you guys so i can continue sharing it this weekend you know that device right there right? yeah explain that d- so device. the coravin is a device that was invented. and if you hold it to the microphone everyone listening can see it, see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm showing you they can hear it watch there you go yeah, cool all right explain what that does because those are those are cool so this has a two-way needle built into it that's very thin connected to an argon capsule and when you shove the needle into your bottle without pulling the cork out, it pushes in argon, which is inert, doesn't oxidize the wine. That pressure then allows the wine to simply fall out of the bottle through the spigot, through the spout. Very and then cool. you can lay this thing down for months or years. Now, those things are expensive, aren't they? Yeah, these are about, well, now they go down to about 200 all the way up to maybe 400 depending on the model. I'd say that's expensive. However. More than $5 is expensive uh, to me. But this allows you to but open what a cool any thing. single wine in your cellar, and try it out, and say, you know what? This needs another 10 years. I'm going to put it away and lay it back down again. Wow. And see what you think. It's a 2007 Pinot Noir. And again, explain exactly where this is from and who made it. So Cloud's Rest is about 1,400 feet up Sonoma Mountain on Sonoma Mountain Road, right above Petaluma. <laughs> Looks down onto Petaluma. It's a beautiful horseshoe-shaped vineyard. And when the fog comes in Petaluma and packs on top of us, they are literally on top of it. Their vines, the base of their vines are at the bottom of the fog. So it's sunshine on their, and that's why it's, it's called It's a very strange rest. region. <clears throat> Sonoma Mountain is a very, very, well, I shouldn't say strange. It's just unique in that it's cool enough to ripen Pinot Noir, but warm enough to ripen Cabernet. And I still have some 83s and 84s in my cellar from Sonoma Mountain made by... Uh, Petaluma Hill Cellars, which doesn't exist anymore, and fabulous wines, and Pinot Noirs coming from up there are really exotic, and that's the whole reason you buy Pinot Noir. You want exotic. Exotic is a benefit. It's not that you want something that's 
unusual. What you want is more intensity without necessarily having more alcohol or more oak. Here the wine is an absolute precision of its region. It, it shows the region. Yeah, and these vines are tended to so well by John and Scott, who own the property. This is what comes off that land. This is all that comes off that land. And these are in their, I think, 25th year, these vines, how old they are, maybe a touch older. And I've done tastings all the way back to 02 on their wines. The 06 was my personal favorite, but we sold out, I think, once I tasted it, we sold 200 cases of it. Wow. And And gone. The the taste is slightly sweet on the entry, and then the the tannins and the acid all work beautifully in harmony in the mid-palate. And by the time you get to the aftertaste, you're asking... Where's the rare roast beef? I agree. And, uh, Mike, if you could, go down to the drive cellar and get some rare roast beef. Bring it up. (laughs) God, this is an 07 Pinot. uh, And, Dan, would you continue to lay it down? I call him Dan Lay It Down Burger. That's a really, really difficult question, and I'll tell you why. Because... First of all, number one is that 07 was a very, very difficult year for some winemakers because it was slightly low in acidity. It was a vintage that didn't provide the same acidity that 06 did. The 06s are rock solid and they're still, still aging gorgeously. I saw plenty of them, but the 07s are softer. So this wine would normally be a wine that you would just want to drink up right now. The problem is this wine is so perfectly structured, and it actually has good acidity in the aftertaste. So I'm ge- I'm guessing that this wine will be better in three or four more years, and maybe even longer. What do you think about that? I, it'll certainly last that long. I don't know if it would be better. I think the very quick answer to this is it's not necessary to age it anymore. But and it's still you young. Get, that's what still I would when say, you get in this plateau where it's so beautiful. What you ask of it? Well, that's the when one, you can the say one thing it's that the wine lacks, if, the, if if it lacks anything, is it doesn't have that oxygen personality yet it's of maturity. Still, of maturity, it's still a young baby wine. I mean, it's still. I think on the nose, it shows beautiful maturity. The moment you it, smell it, it you know this is a decade maturity, old or but more. Not, to me, not enough. To me, it, it, it's got more. He's That's like these old guys from the UK where you serve them a 40-year-old wine and they go, eh, it needs another 20 years. Yeah. Well, I call him Dan Town Burger. I, I'm Dan, uh, Steve, drink it now, Jackson. So, I, you know, uh, um, it's California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Uh, our guest today, Michael Carpenter from the Red Collection, R-E-D-D. It's redcollection.com. Uh, what's the price on this 2007 Pinot? This one is $100. And again, it is not cheap. No, and on their website it's one twenty-five. I have a little left. I had it at one hundred. I'm just not changing it. Again, a, it drinks above its price point. I if you agree. Try to replicate. I, I would it. pay one hundred and fifty for this, and I'm a very wealthy man, as Dan. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to be clear. I didn't bring these thinking. Hey, the listeners are going to want eighty-five to hundred dollar Pinots. I did it because I wanted to open something special for you guys. And we so uh, that's but why. But it also illustrates what you do. That's true. This is what I do. And this, by the way, this 07 we had by the glass at Table Culture Provisions. You know, it was $25 a glass, I believe. But we poured this by the glass. So we wanted to expose people to, hey, if you want to drink something mature, buy the glass, not a bottle. 
Right. It's kind of there aren't many places that do that in Sonoma. No, I agree. Now we wanted to do explain the restaurant in Petaluma and what it is you do there, and you're going to get them in on the show with some food, and we're going to when I see them next. We're going to make them restaurant of the week. (laughs) So I'm the wine director there, along with Brian London. Um, It's a beautiful. Uh, small restaurant, very intimate in Petaluma that does a tasting menu only and a pa- wine pairings with it that are gorgeous. And the cuisine is European and American, kind of combined. Uh, some French and Italian influences. There's a lot of American. And it's just really, really well That's executed. That's exciting because I, I'm getting, frankly, getting tired of some of the restaurants in Sonoma County that have had the same menu for like the last seven years or eight years yeah getting tired of that like to find something a little bit different and this is unique he changes it four or five times a year so we just got the new menu started uh three weeks ago and it's on point and it's in the theater district of petaluma Um, just adjacent to the just adjacent yeah i love that area and i love petaluma um again michael carpenter explain the red collection and uh Somebody I was talking to today just saw, I don't know, our Facebook post or who our guests were today, and it's, they said, so you're just drinking red wine today? And I said, no, 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 no. It's R-E-D-D, and it's not just red wine. No. It's like I mentioned earlier. It's just a derivation of my client's name. He didn't want me to use his full name, so I just used part of it. Uh, who brought us in 10 pallets of wine when we opened our wine store. We were just loaded with amazing old, rare, collectible wines that lined our walls, and I thought it was a nice homage to him. And this, again, was in Southern California. This was in Southern California. Closed the store, moved my family up here just to live a great life, and and now it's online only. You and Dan are both Bruins, uh, UCLA, right? Yes, sir. Right. Did you graduate? No, I I gave up on UCLA. Yes, I I gave up on Michigan (laughs) State, too. Uh, uh, I got my degree, but Somewhere else. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. <laughs> well, I ran track at UCLA, and when he saw my hat and we started talking track and field, I was the manager. To, I was the manager of the track team, at which UCLA. I was blown away by. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was on two back-to-back national championship teams at UCLA. He knew about those great teams with all the great Olympians with Flojo and Jackie Joyner. Wow. And it was really? exciting. I was, I was national track and field correspondent for Associated Press. You know, we did talk about yeah. that uh, recent, uh, yeah. uh, last year when we did the Dan Berger story, which yeah. is phenomenal. <laughs> it really is. It took us two Fridays just to do the Dan Berger story. What he's done is incredible. <laughs> and it's on uh, the website, calwinecountry.com. You need to listen. So you drink incredible wines, and it's part that's part of what the Red Collection's all about. Yeah. Well, you know, I I make a my motto is I drink good wines by myself if I drink by myself, but I never drink great wines by myself. I drink great wines with friends. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I save them on purpose. I have wines that I'm going to open for Dan specifically. I have wines I'm opening for my sister specifically. Beautiful. My best friends. You know, we're in, there's intentionality behind or all of Steve this. Or Steve Jackson. Steve, you're going to make my list. <laughs> Thank you. I just met you, but you're going to make my short I list. believe I belong there. Uh, what, what, you poured a uh, Cabernet. Now, what year is this? And tell me all about this cab. This is a 2022, and this we're going back to Alma Fria. So this is Carol Kemp. This is his label. Sonoma County. Sonoma County. West Sonoma County, AVA. Right. So this is, he's the former owner winemaker of Red Car. 
and he's this is his first Cabernet release, and he's going old school. He's trying to make it the way we used to make it here in California back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. You know, this reminds me of an older cab, cab and it's so young, Dan would lay it down for 40 years. Well... And luckily, he's still going to be around in 40 years. I'm pickled. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's what makes it really old school. And and it's not just the way he's making it. It's the way he's growing it. This is coming from West Sonoma County. Explain that, yeah. There's high acid in this wine for cab, which is what you want. Cool climate. We're talking picking at 22 bricks. This is very low. This is the Devil's Ridge Vineyard. And we're talking about, like, just northwest of Fort Ross, about seven miles from the ocean. And Dan, this is how not long? exactly cab area, but when you want to make it less fat, fruit-forward, oak bomb, big, 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 big fruit. Yes, which I'm not... trying uh, to make it leaner, like the old way, the old Louis Martini ways, the old BV ways. Okay. This is what he did. I'm not a big cab guy because of the slap-in-the-face uh, fruit bomb kind of thing. Uh, uh, but, Dan, how long would you lay this down? Well, first of all, this is a unique uh, opportunity. California Cabernet has become a parody of itself. It's too much of this and it's too much of that. It's all yeah, alcohols yeah, yeah, yeah. and 15% and uh, new French oak and uh, softness. The acidity has been compromised. I mean, these are really silly wines. This wine, <laughs> this, this wine, Alma Fria, 2022 ridiculously young wine and answer your question Steve this wine really deserves at least 10 to 15 more years before you ever even open a bottle and then after that you're on your own but this wine is brilliantly structured because it's got great acidity it's got the oak character is so subtle you can't even tell it's there this smells and tastes like Cabernet and you can't say that for very many Cabernets like it used to taste yeah yeah now the oak on this is all neutral, so there's not even that much on it, first of all, and right. it's 100% neutral, which means you're not getting that slap in the face of the oak. It's and spectacular, vanilla. and it's Alma Fria again, Alma Fria. Uh, West County. Um, now, is this available uh, on the Red Collection, uh, redcollection.com, or in the restaurant, uh, or what? On my website, okay, redcollection.com. And I want to give, let me give another shout-out to Alma Fria. They are now pouring... Uh, their sparkling rosé at Atelier Crenn in San Francisco. Nice. By the glass. Nice. And I think of the Great way Carol rosé. put it, he said, every person that sits down to eat gets a glass of it. No kidding. For the next year. Wow. So we're talking about a Michelin star, what, three Michelin star restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Committed to a full year to say, this is how good we want to serve our customers. And we're the name the and location again? Atelier Crenn. Yeah. In San Francisco. This is a big time restaurant. This yeah, is not yeah, yeah, cheap. Yeah. It's gonna take a whole night to eat there. It's beautiful. But that's the kind of commitment they're making. Michael Carpenter is here from the Red Collection, R E D D Redcollection.com. Uh for people just dialing in, again, explain what this is and how it began. Red Collection is a retail business named after a client that brought in a ton of wine at our wine bar and store in Los Angeles. Now it's online only, and I focus primarily on old and rare collectible wines, and I also feature some discoveries, both domestic and import. Right. 
stuff that drinks above its price point. I'm always looking for something balanced. It's a very, very good buy. It's fascinating stuff, and uh, Michael has brought in some very expensive and reasonable, uh, reasonably priced uh, wines. And they've all blown me away. And uh, everyone, lay your hands off of the shard and uh, another white wine that uh, Michael brought in because they're going home with me. <laughs> no problem. Uh, you can take the bottle. So, uh, Dan, final thoughts? We're getting close to closing here. This is a good example of a secondary market that very few people investigate, and that is where the Red Collection is representing unusual products, but definitely worth every penny. There may be a few wines that may sound a little expensive. That Almafria Chardonnay that we had to start with, this stuff is absolutely phenomenal for $30 a bottle, and it was a bargain. And I think those are the kinds of things that that's what you specialize in. Mike Mike does this, this almost by himself. The oldest wine that you opened this month. Oh, that's, that's right. You had asked yeah. me that earlier. Oh, you know what? Two weeks ago. 1958 Barolo. Wow. Which is the birth year that Neil deGrasse Tyson has. And he came to a wine dinner before he spoke here at the Luther Burbank Center. Yeah. And the night before, he came to our wine group and had dinner with us. And I brought a 1958 Barolo because that was his birth year. And he Thank loved you. it. Thank and yours? You. Oh, you should yeah. have been there. Yeah, yeah. And Barolo, explain that in Italian grape. Oh, yeah, Nebbiolo is the grape, Barolo is the area. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Very, very age-worthy. Great vintage. 58 was a great vintage. 1958. And yeah. And he loved it. We all loved it. It was fantastic. And he was touched that I brought something of his birth year, just for fun. Yeah, that's very cool. And he's a, he's a cool guy. Had I oh, had the opportunity cool. to buy that wine when I was young, I would have laid it away for 65 years, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your birth year, Steve? 52. All right, I'll work on that. <laughs> He is Michael Carpenter. It's the Red Collection. Redcollection.com. R-E-D-D. It's fascinating stuff. And again, the restaurant that uh, you are a wine advisor for uh, in Petaluma, and you're going to bring them in, and you need to come in with them. The restaurant is called Table Culture Provisions, and I'm the wine director there along with Brian London. And if this is Michelin star level food. This is the, that's the level of execution that we have on those dishes. Uh, Stefan St. Louis and Stephen Vargas are the chefs and owner, and they are top-notch, seven-course pairing menu, wow. um, tasting menu, and there's a wine pairing available. So it's, at the moment, just a tasting menu, but it's a very serious outing, and uh, but, but, but casual and sexy inside and very enjoyable. And, and near, it's a serious restaurant. We're proud to do some great, great wine pairings. Near the theater district in Petaluma. I yeah, can't Petaluma. wait to be there, and I can't wait to have them on the show as Restaurant of the Week. California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn.